Hello and welcome to another For the Love of Truth podcast episode. I'm called Adrian. In this episode, I am being interviewed by Nigel of LawfulRebel.com. Now, if you're not familiar with Nigel's work, it is worth popping across to his website, LawfulRebel.com, and having a good route around. He has some tremendous articles on there. He's been very active for a long time, and he does some really interesting and diverse interviews to give you a very wide view across a wide variety of subjects. In this interview, we talked about health, and then we moved on to a more general discussion about what we see going on in the world and some directions we think it might take. It's an interesting discussion. Both really enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy it as well. And finally, you guys are amazing, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and speaking to you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Welcome to Living Outside the Matrix, the show where we discuss important issues either ignored or misrepresented by the mainstream narrative. Hi there, my name is Nigel Howitt, and on the show today, it's a great pleasure to be joined by a man called Adrian, and I say that very deliberately. Um, some of you might recognize the terminology, and I say that because I know that Adrian um, knows his standing with respect to the common law, um, he knows he's not a citizen, etc., etc. So, Adrian, having said that, thank you for taking the time to join me today, and uh Welcome to the show. Well, thanks very much for uh, asking me to come on. I'm a big fan of your work. I've been for quite a long time now. Ah, oh, thank you so much, man. And likewise. <laughs> Adrian, so yeah, where should we start? There's so many things to talk about. Um, well, I want it's your to... show. You lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> My prerogative. I want to quiz you about your, um, your book, yeah. um, The uh, Alternative Principles for Health. Yeah. And I, I thought maybe we could try and wrap that in a in an overall discussion about the general sort of political situation. Of course, this whole arrival of sort of communism—not um, sort of, but you know, communism yeah. Yeah. In, the United, in, in the United Kingdom here—and also, you know, the, the whole concept of, of freedom. Where's this going? You know, is it uh, there? There are some people that are quite pessimistic there are other people who think that it's all going to be gone as soon as the lockdown's lifted so I'm keen to canvas all of your <laughs> all of your thoughts on all these issues so to start with I want to I want to start you really with the how you got into the health thing because because it's health is such an important component especially these days with yeah. this coronavirus stuff going on everyone's paranoid about their health yeah but you and I have followed a fairly similar path of of, of self discovery and self education. So, can you tell us a little bit about your your way in? Yeah, I mean, it's I won't give you the whole story because it's quite long and involved. And if people wanted to find out a little bit more about that, they can visit where the, where the book is, which is on alternative principles for health info. I really should have come up with an easier title than that. Um, I never started out to write a book. Uh, that was never my intention, and it still isn't my intention. Um, if you, if you go back, I, I wasn't that well as a youngster, things used to happen in my health and I never really could figure out why I'd go and see the doctor, go and see the dentist. And I didn't realize at the time that they were actually part of the problem that in nutrition uh, and exposure to toxins via stuff my parents had around the house that they weren't aware of either. Um, and if you roll forward then to about 18 years ago, uh, I watched the medical industry have a very large hand in the, the death of my mother from brain cancer and uh, it took her 10 years to die. And I watched them do all their things that she went along with and I went along with thinking, yeah, they're the guys, they've got the coats, they've done all the study and everything. And it was towards the end I started to work out that actually that was largely killing her. I mean, she'd had a lot of health issues during her life, which looking back with the knowledge I have now, 
And I was paying attention to that, looking at that. And I'd already taken some steps in my own health. I'd gone pretty much vegan by that point to explore that and see how that worked out. Uh, and that really had some tremendous benefits for me uh, in terms of clearing up some health issues. Um, and then she, after she died, a couple of things happened in one of my businesses. I got divorced in the middle of that. And I really, I had a breakdown. My mind went on the outside, everything looked fine. But on the inside, it was just a big, dark, nasty hole which is when I really, I turned to drinking and puffing on the other stuff as medicine um, to try and keep my head together. But all during that time, I kept asking questions about, you know, why do we get sick? And if you then roll forward to probably, I think it was about six or maybe six years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, I think, um, my my partner, uh, who's just wonderful, she developed breast cancer. And I, I thought really for selfish reasons, for me, I can't go through this again and watch someone else I really care about die. Um, and also for her, I didn't want her to have to go through it either. So I looked at all the knowledge again and went back through everything in that. Uh, and she obviously stepped her game up a lot as well. And we started to try all sorts of things. And, and I mean, health is not complex. When you start to ask the right questions, it's not science or pseudoscience as they practice, because it's not real science what comes out of their mouths anyway. And I just dived into it and I started making notes about what I was doing because it was quite complex, the, ver- the various things I wanted to try before we started to simplify stuff. And those notes just became mind maps and bigger mind maps and then bigger mind maps. And then I started to write stuff down and other people were hearing that she was actually, she was still fine. Um, and I, I, I thought at one point, because so many people were asking for it, I'll just put it into a book, but it was never meant as a book to sell to people. It's only ever been notes to me because I don't want to forget what I've, what I've learned and what I've remembered. And so that's really how I designed it. It's not for me to say, this is what you do, Nigel, you'll be fine. It's no, look, this is what was going on. And if you do this, this is the kind of effect you get. And we're all built from the same stuff. So we all respond broadly the same way. And that's really how that whole thing came about. And it's evolved because I don't see that journey ever ending. So I I designed it as an ebook, and I designed it so that when I learn something new or I need to backstep something or change something or add or refine, I can do that. And once you have the book, Every time there's an update, you get a new version of the book available to you with a change log. You can go to the change log like a piece of software and you can click on a hyperlink and it takes you to the bit I've added, changed, modified, whatever, so that you're always being kept up to date because otherwise I could never get any information out to anyone because things change. You know, we've been living in the dark for so long. We're all starting to remember and and become aware of things. So that for me has to be kept up to date, which is why there's probably only ever going to be one book. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely i love the idea of it being uh an updatable yeah. um repository of knowledge you know where you can just keep updating your notes and sharing that i think that's fantastic yeah. i want to pick up on something you just mentioned there you know that the the health isn't isn't really difficult is it no and i think the the biggest problem really is the allopathic uh system that most people are used to you know yeah. i grew up going to the doctor and and you know automatically respecting anyone with a stethoscope and a white coat and and you sort of by the way just to just to interject have you ever noticed how they have them standing in the background on all the news feeds (laughs) wonder why that is (laughs) to appeal to that subconscious program in my childhood yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i mean the challenge it seems to be and this was this was uh well i noticed um, on my own personal journey to sort of extricating myself from from all of that uh belief in the doctor that yeah. sort of programmed into us and and i think that's the biggest hurdle to 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 somehow sort of break that that uh, shatter that confidence in your doctor and yeah. and step out on your own 
and 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 embrace the idea that, that you know maybe it's different to yeah. the way yeah. they're saying yeah. And, yeah. and as soon as people do that a bit as soon as I did it a bit mm-hmm. I noticed gosh you know you find something that's at odds with the mainstream yeah. and then you find another thing and you have a look at both of them or you should do you should compare because obviously yeah. two contradictory things can't both be true can't both be right yeah. And you, and you find out that you know people are having massive success with 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 something. It could be any issue. It could be, a, you know, it could be cancer. It could be a, a, a teeth issue. I had problems with my teeth, which was my main uh, lead in. Likewise. And, and you find out that this is nonsense. And then of course you look to the next thing, and you find that that's nonsense too. And and it snowballs. But 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 for for the people that I know that are sort of still in the matrix, as, mm-hmm. as I say, they um they they seem to struggle with throwing out the conventional view they 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 just can't separate from it and what's your view on that well i think there's a lot of um magician spells if you will a lot of brainwashing that goes on there's a lot of indoctrination and that's really what the whole schooling thing is about they spend your entire school life teaching you how to not question anything that comes out of a book or out of authority and it takes a long time to get people around to that because i think you could teach people what they really need to know to survive you know basic communications mathematics and stuff you could do it inside of six months easily the rest of the time i have to interject here because i just i saw one of your recent uh um, uploads and you know the asking questions and and you mentioned that you always got in trouble for us (laughs) (laughs) which is you know it's classic isn't it i'm sure a lot of us have memories i laughed when when you said that because because i remember the same thing and isn't isn't that crazy sorry well no no it's fine and 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 really that 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 whole the reason i put that video out about questions is because i think that's pivotal to everything is that you've got to get used to asking questions again and then the truth truth it's such a subjective word your truth because everyone says you know like when you go to court they say do you swear to tell the truth the whole truth and not the the truth so help you god the moment you say yes you've shot yourself right in the heart and the foot because you don't know the truth no one knows the truth you know your truth right so when you ask questions you start to discover more of your truth and i think that's critical and and as far as the health thing goes when, when you really break it down there's only two things it doesn't matter what disease label there is You've either got a toxicity issue and or you have a deficiency issue. And if you start from that very simple premise, everything becomes a lot easier to deal with. And, and that's really what we did was, well, what, what, could, what could toxically be happening here? What could we be deficient of? And don't, don't really jump into the why, because that's what people have been trained to do. Well, why would they do that? And why does this happen? Push that to one side for now. Work out what's going on with the questions. Ask yourself what would be a great question to ask that would reveal some information to me, however you want to do it. And you will start to get to the crux of the matter. But I think one of the other big problems, Nigel, is that people are so desperate for someone else to fix them, someone else to solve the problem. And this really comes back. I think we're in the predicament we're in and we are working our way through that predicament because we need to take complete responsibility for ourselves, no one else, ourselves. And when you do that, you're in a much better place to move forwards with your own health because it starts to make sense. Absolutely. And that's one of the cultural hurdles that I suppose that uh, a lot of people out there have when when they're you know programmed to listen to the doctor and to obey the government yeah. and to obey the teacher and and, and this sort of it's almost a sort of a following mentality isn't it yes and, and it's it's easier that way with somebody telling you what to do at every stage <laughs> it's more dangerous too <laughs> <laughs> much more dangerous but of course as you rightly point out 
you know, a successful life begins with taking responsibility for, for yeah. your health, but for everything, you know, for yeah. taking responsibility for your whole experience. Well, and for some people, it's, it, that's, you're absolutely right. But for some people, it's a jump too far because they're so conditioned to look outside themselves for everything, which is, allows the creation of a nanny state, if you will. Take a hold of one thing, anything, I don't care how small it is, and get into grips with that and then take hold of the next thing and the next thing. And cumulative, you can, you can just, have you ever heard of Stu Middleman? No, no he's, he's a really interesting guy. I believe he still holds the world long distance record. He ran something like a thousand miles in 11 days and wow. he was in better shape at the end than the beginning. So he's running the equivalent. I think it was and people check because I may have this wrong, but I think he was running the equivalent of three marathons a day. When he first wow. started running, he couldn't run to the lamppost at the end of the street without getting out of puff. So incrementally, we are capable of doing the most incredible things. You just have to take a step and another step and another step. And that's really the key because we're taught that it's overwhelming. It's too big. Don't think about it. Put a movie on, watch Netflix, eat some popcorn, have some junk. If you just discipline yourself to do something a little different and a little different, before you know it, you've got that little tiny shift in trajectory now will take you to a whole different world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's true with the pursuit of truth, isn't it? Because there's a there's a sort of a public perception out there that it's just all too big and crazy and complex and yeah. old me can't possibly figure it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I say an emphatic no to that. And, yeah. and, and, you know, you're, you're speaking into a part of that is that you just take one step at a time and, and, and you'll get there. Yeah. But also, you know, I think truth is, is knowable and discoverable. Of course you can't know everything that that mm-hmm. would be silly but but you can be certain about what you do know and you know i've learned as I'm, as indeed you have yeah. that the allopathic model of of uh, medicine as yeah. we've grown up with um is is not the, the route to health you know it's a disease management program <laughs> and of course it's been so politicized yeah, it's a profit program so, say again it's a profit program and you don't make profit by making people well and i mentioned this to someone the other day and it was something i read a long time ago if the medical industry, instead of taking money for its treatments and its other things, if we just group them as that, if we paid them all £100 a month each and we didn't pay them when we got sick, they'd soon get their act together. <laughs> yeah, a different model is needed entirely. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, but, but, a, a self-reliant model is what's needed, Nigel, because you're responsible for what you expose your body to. Sometimes indirectly, no, because there's, you know, there's plenty of EMF radiation that we're not directly responsible for and environmental toxins. But you're eating stuff, you're using household products, you're drinking certain types of water, you're smoking things. You know, you're doing those things to yourself. And awareness of what they do is, is really part of the first step. Absolutely. And, and again, sort of coming back to this, you know, it, it's too much. I can't handle it. Sort yeah. of thought that most people have. Yeah. I think this is in, this is incorrectly instilled in us in our um, you know dumbed down so-called education system, which which is nothing yeah. of the sort really, yeah. uh, and and we're sort of we're sort of uh, encouraged to sort of believe it's all too much, you know, just leave it to the experts. Ask the experts. <laughs> but but when when you point out, and, and I'm totally in agreement with you with those two fundamental health principles. Yeah avoid toxicity and get the right stuff so you can yeah. rebuild and build your body as you go and, and th- those two foundational principles it, it, it's none of it's really um that complicated none of it is too intellectually challenging is it it's all no. accessible but it does have to be taken one step at a time yeah. and and i think the uh, the sort of newcomer to to the concept of taking responsibility for their own health has to appreciate that it's it's just a journey isn't it yeah. i mean i i gather from from what i know about you it took some years to collect your knowledge and i spent about still five, collecting six, years absolutely and we're still, we're still <laughs> learning that 
I, I just learned a quick interjection. I just learned about something called Katsu blood flow restriction training recently, and okay. I'm absolutely bowled over by it. I mean, I, I can't, I can't find out enough about it, but it's, yeah. it, you know, it just represents another step along the way in, in, in our ever expanding knowledge, isn't it? And your yeah. ever expanding book. <laughs> I mean, like the um, Jinshin Jin Shinjitsu is something I came across the other day when I was doing some research based on what I was reading in Arthur, Furst- Arthur Furstenberg's book, The Invisible Rainbow, when he was talking about the kind of microtubules that are throughout your entire body, which is what the energy flows through, the electricity flows through. Um, but you don't see them in dead bodies because they collapse as soon as you die. He found it by studying live animals. Um, and that led me to looking at the energy meridians, which was the teeth, which came back to Jerry Tennant's work I've been looking at recently to try and figure out why pH was important and what the mechanism was and what it really is. And it's mm. not just acid now, it's the measure of voltage, which I didn't realize. Um, but the Jinshin Jitsu is a method of using very similar to acupuncture, but just with touch. And it's extraordinarily powerful. It's amazing. And you can do it yourself and it's very, very gentle and it's just marvelous. So again, think, things just come up and you think, I always say to myself, how is it I never came across this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because it's been yeah. around for thousands of years. Yes. And it's, it's regrettable that our culture, as I look back, you know, I'm in my 50s, as I look back through my life, the culture that I've been raised in, yeah really has has been very dominated by uh, a system particularly of of medicine yeah. um that's quite, quite an obvious one and and there you know there really hasn't been a, a general sort of open minded attitude uh, within that profession it's it's a, it's like a closed shop isn't yeah. it you get a government license or or the you know all doctors are, are well, regular well forget they did another 4 or 5 or 6 or 7 years of indoctrination which is involved <laughs> in you get no sleep you're stressed out of your head. They overload you with nonsense. I mean, that's just mind control, but that's what they've gone through. So it's no surprise that they can't do stuff. In fact, from, from my, my experience, and it's been 30 years since I've seen a doctor for myself, is that they can't do anything unless they can make a diagnosis, which is what all the tests are about. And I was talking with Amanda Vollmer about this the other night. And from that diagnosis, then they look at the treatment. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's... It, it's a, a failed. Oh, I'm sorry, let me have one thing. Sorry for interjecting. No, go on. Most doctors, I believe, are doing things for the right reasons. It's just their training is wrong, and there's more and more doctors waking up. I don't want anyone in the medical field to think I'm against all doctors. I'm not. I'm against the incorrect training they've had, which then leads them to believe that all roads that they should take are one way. They're not. There's many different ways to get where you're going. Absolutely. And I think that there, there's a false paradigm, really, that there's yeah. a false model being followed, which, of course, suits the tag team of government and big farm big farmer um it's it, it's a big gravy train absolutely yeah. but but this false paradigm is really where we're we're now in this current um you know alleged pandemic situation <laughs> we're, we're presented with an opportunity to shatter this false paradigm which is exciting and part of me uh, is very optimistic yeah. but it's, uh, another part of me when i look around and i see the lack of resistance to all the rules and and, and the loss of political freedom i feel less than optimistic but just to stick with the medical paradigm for a mm-hmm. moment as I, I know you're familiar the the concept of of germ theory <laughs> yeah. the emphasis of, on the second word please yeah theory <laughs> the theory of infectious disease yeah um which has never been proven and which remains a theory 
um, it, it underpins the whole paradigm, yeah. doesn't it? And, yeah. and this, this was being challenged in, in recent years by by this whole explosion in the interest of gut health. And, yeah. and I, I certainly, for one, got very interested in gut health yeah. um, and the, the, you know, the importance of, of it's a, a good place to start since about 80 percent of your immune system resides in the bacteria in your gut, which is why the antibiotics are there to kill it. Yeah, absolutely. And this idea that a broad, diverse microbiome is a good thing. Yeah flies in the face of germ theory because germ theory would have us believe that all these little fungi and protozoa and microbes and viruses and yeah. they're it's like oh it's a dangerous place they're everywhere you know oh, I, I, I hate to tell people if you don't know you'd be dead without them <laughs> absolutely so so this whole the whole model that our our uh, health systems if, if we can, can't really call them that our well, disease they, are, they are systems but they, they're mislabeled absolutely and and they they rest on you know this 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 idea, uh, this theory of infectious disease, and that that is really brought to the fore here because I know a lot of a lot of us truthers, you know, mm. yourself included, Amanda Volmer, yeah. a whole you know host of of other thinking people. Andy Kaufman obviously springs to mind, yeah. questioning this uh, you know historical come from of, of germ theory yeah. and, and going back to the history of Beauchamp and Pasteur etc yeah. etc et and, and we find that there's no evidence we took we talked to people like uh, Stefan Lanker and so forth and, and, and there are there's so many great books out there at the moment yeah. um, exposing the fact that no viruses have ever been actually isolated according to the dictionary <clears throat> definition that you and i are familiar with yeah. they are according to the virologist's definition of isolation which is kind of different which yeah. is... by the way if you write a public health or sorry freedom of information request to public health england or wales or many other organizations they will all confirm they haven't got that information either yeah it's shocking isn't it so there's no actual isolation purification identification yeah. of these little things that are supposed to be causing all the problem yeah. and, and that's such big news isn't it such a, you know this is this strikes right to the heart of, of this false paradigm it, it does but you're up against something and i was talking with tom about this last night that the the you've got what you know and what you believe and beliefs are very very dangerous things because they'll lead you into all sorts of different places that you've got no business going it's what you know. You and I know what's right. We know what's wrong. Everybody does. They can feel it instinctively. It's hardwired into their DNA. And they want you to believe this, which is why they're constantly jamming it down your throat with all the imagery, the false numbers, everything. That's what this is all about. They want that belief because then they can they can pin this upside down pyramid on that little tiny point called germ theory. And it's about building up your own knowing because when you know something, it doesn't matter what anyone else believes. It's completely irrelevant. And I think that's the point that people can get to with their own questioning process is how do I get to the point where I know what's going on? Not what I believe, because I, I, I'm very careful now about saying I believe anything because it's just such a dangerous ground. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was the work of Ayn Rand that, that uh, cautioned me on beliefs. So when she said, oh, I don't believe anything, I hold convictions. Yes. Uh, you know, and convictions obviously built on a, a, a rational hierarchy of knowledge. Yes. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. We do have to be very careful with what, what, we, what you believe yeah. because you can hold beliefs in in the absence of evidence and yeah. indeed in the presence of, of evidence that contradicts the belief yeah. <laughs> so, well, they, so. they're useful to to build your model on of what of what you see your map of the territory if you will but be aware of what they are and what they're supported by which is nothing yes absolutely so where do you see this 
going, Adrian? Where do you see this this whole crazy political situation we're in? You know, we've we've suddenly sort of warped out of the world as we knew it. <laughs> That's um, right. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. We, we've we've had almost a year of this 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 crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Um, it, it sometimes I, I find myself looking back at the things I used to do in childhood and going out and parties and discos and yeah. sports and things, things. And all of a sudden, this this is now a great big problem. Okay, you know, the lockdown might end on the eighth of March, and then when's the next one? And then when's the next virus? until we nail down the germ theory thing. So, so we, we, we're in the middle of this crazy sort of shift into a different political scenario, aren't we? Yeah. Do, do you, where do you, are, you, are you generally an optimist? Do you see people ultimately saying, enough, this is crazy? Or, or, or do you think, you know, tyranny might, uh, you know, last a little bit longer than perhaps people think it might? Yeah, I, I think I know where it's going to end up, certainly from what I can see. But one of the biggest problems is everyone is still looking to an outside authority. And you are the author. You are the authority of your own life. And the idea that someone can be responsible for making decisions for you it is just the most absurd thing when you start to apply some some questions and some logic to it, certainly from where I sit. So mm-hmm. I think that what people are trying to do is they're hopeful that that is going to change. You can't change what's broken. You've got to bring something new in and we've got to create it from the ground up. And I suspect that a lot of people will end up getting very, very sick. Many probably will die if they continue down the path of trusting what's being fed to them in terms of information. Um, I notice that the the governments and the powers that shouldn't be are very, very good at trying to get other people to enforce all their regulations and ideas, like business owners, for example, and all this enforced masking and all the rest of it. But I, I do believe that more and more people, I don't like the term the awakening, because that that to me is a bit of an insult to say people are asleep. I think I'd rather say that they're having a growing awareness that something isn't right. And that awareness now will help them get to the point where the ones that want to take a different path, because I, I, everyone can take their own path, their own experience, their own life, they're doing, you know, they've got their own part in the play, they call their life. They can do that. What I have trouble with is when someone wants to interfere with my life and how I wish to express it. I don't want to do any harm. I don't want to cause any loss. I don't want to engage in any trickery. And But I want to be able to do my thing. So you shouldn't be turning up at my place and saying, you will have this and you won't do that because I'll send you on your way, if you're lucky, with just a flea in your ear. So I, I, I think we will. I'm very optimistic about where it's going because I've been around this information for about 20 years now. And I actually thought during my lifetime, we'd never get to the point where we'd see things are going to change. And I think now we're at that point, and it's very exciting, where we are seeing change. Now, how long it takes, I don't know. I can't see it ending anytime soon until probably about 1% of the population getting into their own hearts and their own minds that this isn't the way forwards, and we will come up with our own way forwards, little tiny communities, because we're strong when we're united. Not the idea of some big global thing. We know that doesn't work, but little tiny groups, small holdings like you have it, and small stuff like that, doing their thing, looking after themselves and sharing information and ideas and standing on each other's shoulders and helping each other. That, I believe, is the way forwards and a very responsible way forwards because we're all taking responsibility. If people insist on looking to any external source to lead them out of this, to guide them out of this, you are in for a very rude awakening, if indeed you do wake up from it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree that the belief in authority, <clears throat> as Locke and Rose wrote about in, yeah. in, his, uh, in his excellent book, which I'll put a link to, um, 
the belief in authority is really at the, the root of the problem, isn't it? The yes. fact that it, again, it speaks back to this issue of responsibility. Yeah. But we do all see, uh, or I certainly see when I look around me um, and, and go out and about to the shops and so forth, and indeed, you know, consult my, my sort of social circle. Yeah. Um, although that's remote at the moment, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are, are still looking to be rescued. They're, they're looking to be saved from this situation by government tragically enough yeah. i mean the, the the implication of course of donning your mask every time you go into a shop and 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 uh, you know kowtowing to all this social distancing nonsense yeah. is that you know somehow the government through all their crazy uh, inconsistent and contradictory rules somehow that's going to lead us to a better place, yeah. which of course is, is absolute nonsense. Yeah. Well, all, all that confusion they're creating is, is very intentional. It's all part of the mind game. It's an NLP technique because when you confuse people, they go inside to try and process, their subconscious is wide open and you can feed in all the information you want. We'll be back after a quick break. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. NLP, yes, that's yeah. an interesting one because I mean, I I look at it as you know, I hear people say, "Oh, it doesn't make sense. You can do this, but you can't do that, and you can do that, but you can't do that, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And yeah. and my take on that is that well, if you start with a false premise, yeah. germ theory, if you start, if you come all the way upstream of your chain of reasoning, and we're ah, germ theory, the yeah. idea yeah. that viruses exist, well, that's yeah. false for a start. Yeah. So anything that follows along, you know, Imperial College's. Um, um, epidemiological computer models with neil ferguson they're somewhere downstream of that false promises premise and there yeah. and that's false as well yeah. and then all the and nothing can make sense yeah. in, in my to my mind downstream of a false premise i'm, so I'm done with you, you there act, yeah once you start acting on this false premise there cannot be consistency because we've we've actually sort of left the rails of reality we're, yeah. we're, we're Goodness knows where we are. Yeah, I did a video about that. I think it was April time last year, may have been May, where I was pointing out that everything everything pivots off that one point. And for those people who are watching this that aren't familiar with it, there are plenty of resources. For example, if you go onto my website, fortheloveoftruth.co.uk, you'll find uh, there's, a, there's a section called Germ Theory, and there's a whole bunch of documents in there that you can go and examine. I think one, one of the points I want to make is that I don't expect anyone to think like me, God forbid, you need to think like yourself, but there are resources there that you can take, you can examine, you can question, you can accept, integrate, dismiss. It doesn't matter to me. I've just put them there so that there's a resource, I mean, primarily for me that I can go back to and refer to, um, but also for other people. And I think people should take that journey and take it upon themselves. I mean, one, one of my subscribers, a great guy called Gary, who wrote a wonderful 20-something page letter, which I read out a while back. Um, and he said to me that actually I thought you were you were way wider than Mark. I think he was probably a bit more direct than that. But he said, I, I, I did what you said, which is to start asking questions. And, and I've realized it's a very dark, murky world. And, and that's really what it is. And that's where the questions will take everybody, that if they take responsibility for educating themselves, 
And don't take anything I say you say or anyone else says, but take it with a pinch of salt and say, right, what, what does this actually mean? Let's have a look at this and just float with it and see where it takes you. Because in my experience, this whole scam falls down on one or two questions. Now, if you get five or 10 or 15, which you will get to, you'll just destroy the whole thing. It can't stand. But as you say, it all pivots on that one thing. It's based on the false idea of germ theory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so this whole <clears throat> idea of questioning authority or people's um, predisposition or not to question authority yeah. is really quite pivotal, isn't it, on, on, on what happens. Whichever outcome we have, you know, coming out of this sooner or later yeah. or not at all, yeah. depends. But they, on they won't. They won't let us out of it. Their plan is to never let us out of this because the game is too rich for them and they're too I, committed to their game. I, I agree that that uh, the pandemic card is just too useful to put yeah. back in right. the deck. Yeah. It's just it's, it's going to remain there. But the I do also um, hold the conviction <laughs> that if enough people just simply didn't accept it of course um yeah. you know, our political systems a lot wrong with them as there is if sufficient numbers of people uh, would challenge authority then of course things would be different so so th this speaks to this issue of you know what what sort of percentage of people even have the capacity to reject the you know I, I sometimes refer to it as sort of sucking at the teat of the mainstream narrative, you know, yeah. the, of, of, of the of the government, of the of the media, of everything. You know, it's this yeah. huge, great informational resource that people need to somehow break away from. And you know, it's a cold, lonely, independent place over here where you have to think for yourself. And and I'm not convinced that everyone has the capacity to end up over here i think the vast majority you know let's let's throw a number out at 80 percent or so maybe even more are, are helplessly you know dependent on yeah. their informational sustenance from from this great big thing yeah. and they're, they're actually <clears throat> in, intellectually incapable or through their lack of confidence or, or or maybe just basic thinking skills they're incapable of moving into this place called independent thinking yeah. and and i can't help conclude that it's over here that we need to find more people in order to break down this whole false paradigm of germ theory this whole nonsense of the political control that's to protect us mm -hmm. against this nasty invisible bogeyman do you do you think that there's a do you think that those people who are really really plugged in are hopelessly plugged in or do you see some optimism that even they can find a way to independent thinking and intellectual sovereignty to go ah yes i i believe this or i hold this conviction i know this to be true what, what's your view on that in terms of people's potential well you, i think you, you raised several things there um and i'll see if i can remember them all because i was making note of them but then you were carrying on i was like oh god i hope he stops so i can get to this <laughs> <laughs> One of the challenges is, I think, that we, we, we shouldn't assume that we know better than someone else in the life choice and the experiential choice they want during this lifetime. It may well be that sucking on that teat of information is they're playing their part as much as the person delivering the information is playing their part. And that may be something they want to do. Um, I think they have the capacity and the capability, but they have been dumbed down and indoctrinated by an education system by an information system uh, called programming. That's what you do when you watch television, you're watching a program to get you to think a certain way. 
Um, it also lowers your brain frequency. You've got fluoride in the water in a lot of places that dumbs you down. There's all sorts of toxins. And I, I believe that we're probably operating at a few percent of what we're really capable of. Now, with that said, I have seen more people in the last three or four months than I saw in the last seven or eight years start to question this and say, something's not right. Something's not right. And that's really all it takes. I don't think you have to get someone from over there to over here. All you have to do is, I mean, it's like a knock on the head, unscrew it, drop an idea and screw the head on, shake it a little bit and run off. And they'll go, what's that? That's troubling me. <laughs> they, they will. If you hand them the light bulb, they can plug it in and turn it on or they don't have to. They might not know what it is. It doesn't matter. And that's always been my take on this is you carry on and do what you want to do. I think it's wrong and I'm going to put some content, some information together to share it. Here it is. You can have a look at it. I don't expect you to believe it. Just question it. Poke holes in it. I might be wrong. Let me know and I'll fix it. And then really do that. And then the ones that move, because I don't think, I remember looking at Greg Braden's work years ago, back in probably about 2005, 2006. And he was saying that, you know, you need 1% to shift and then everything shifts for everybody. And I think we're rapidly approaching that point because there are so many people, even people that I knew were very entrenched in their old way of thinking are starting to say, what the fuck is going on here? And that's the critical bit that if more people do that, we'll get more people thinking. But again, we can, you know, th there's got to be ways we can do our own thing and they can still carry on doing their thing. They're not mm. going to control everything. They say they are, but that's all part of the fear game. They can't possibly control the entire game, even with all their 5G nonsense and all their digital currencies and all the rest of it, because we, the creators that we are and the connection that we have to the much higher version of ourselves that's just having this life experience here, we are capable of everything unless we disconnect ourselves and plug into their wired mainframe, which is what they're trying to get us to do, because then they can control the reality. Right now, we, we, are, we can be slippery like the water and just envelop it, move, run downhill. We can do all sorts of crazy things that they cannot do because they're just a big blunt instrument when it comes down to it, whereas we're this kind of very fine ethereal energy experiencing life. That's what it feels like to me. And I think that the ones that want to find their way through this, Nigel, will. And the ones that want to stay stuck to that nipple that they're stuck on, sucking all the information into it, that's where they'll stay. And that's absolutely fine. It doesn't trouble me. They've made their choice. What troubles me is if you try and disconnect from that and interfere with me, I'll try yeah. and deal with you. But in the end, you're going to leave me to run my life because it's my life and I'm doing my thing with it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And, and this sort of speaks into the problem of a democracy, because unfortunately, I would say that those people who prefer to stay over there are my problem and they're your problem, because if they're 80 percent of yeah. people, yeah. then democracy says that they what they think holds sway and you and I get crushed by yeah. this strong arm of well, the that, state. That's why they brought democracy in. It's mob rule. All we've got to do this way is just convince 50% of the people. That we don't have to. We just have to tell people we've convinced 50% and they'll still buy into it because they won't think. But I love love your um, analogy of sort of unscrewing the head and popping the <laughs> and, and running away. I do that <laughs> all day long. It, it conjures up a, very humorous images but 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 again i i'm not i remain to be convinced i should say yeah. that that will work in every case i mean clearly that oh, no, nothing does no, nothing works all of the time but if you stay flexible if you can just touch one person's life and have them wake up not wake up have them become aware have them start to think drop a question on them and see if the question does the trick. I'm, I'm constantly moving my ground, moving my questions, trying to figure out, okay, someone said something there that kind of suggests that the light's maybe trying to come on here. So let's just see if we can 
amp it up a tiny bit for them without going too far. Because one, one of the things I think we all have, Nigel, when you've been around a lot of information for a long time, when someone asks you a question, there's a great temptation to regurgitate, vomit everything all over them. And they stand there going, what just happened? <laughs> it, it's much nicer to be a little more subtle and delicate and to give them a little spoonful and another spoonful and say, by the way, if you like that, there's another tin of that in there. There's another packet over there. Ooh, just did the mic. Um, and, and that really works well for people, I've found, certainly recently. I guess it's true, you know, as you said, not not everybody is the same. But I mean, I don't want to I don't want to appear to be unnecessarily pessimistic. But from my studying of thinking <laughs> skills yeah. uh, and reason and logic and yeah. uh, finding truth, yeah. it, it it appears to me fairly clear that these the education system has worked over the last few decades in that it has produced. Um, the vast majority of people who cannot think, they, they lack the ability to conceptualize. They lack the ability to zoom out and see these concepts, yeah. you know, abstract concepts, you yeah. know, that you can't touch peace and freedom and, and, yeah. and justice and, 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 you know, contagion. And, and anyway, you have to be able to zoom out and see all these different concepts from a, from yeah. a sort of a, you know, a higher perspective. I make the analogy of, you know, zooming up for your 30,000 foot view yeah. of, the, of the earth and you can see how towns all relate to each other. Yeah. But if you lack the basic ability to join dots in your head yeah. to, to, um, to, to, to be able to extrapolate, to be able to see implications, to be able to make connections. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a whole big topic, but the, but there's a whole basket full of crucial thinking skills that that a lot of people who are are more aware yeah. necessarily have, and they've how they've developed they've developed these things in spite of their education, I would say. Yeah. But but my contention is still that because so many people just don't have those skills. Yeah. I'm, I remain to be convinced that, that no matter how many ideas we pop in their head, there will be a fixed number, a certain number, I don't know what it is, of some people that it's like not having any legs and someone saying, quick, run over here. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you just fall out of your chair. Yeah. You just can't do it. And, and I, I think that there's an element of this which will necessarily affect our future yeah. in this political craziness we're in as a result of the coronavirus alleged pandemic so so this sort of informs my degree of pessimism if you like i yeah. i think mm. well I, I i would agree with that um i'm also going to throw a bit of a curveball at you and see what you do with it um <laughs> because the, the very idea of completely logical thinking traps you into the left part of your brain and it doesn't allow you into the right part of your brain. It doesn't allow you into your heart. It doesn't allow you into your gut where you all have brain cells and intelligence. And I think that one of the things to do is, and it's something I learned to do, that when I tried to reason and logic my way through problems, I made monumental mistakes. When I started to say, right, what's my imagination telling me? What do I feel like doing? And I trust my instincts and my feelings. Yet as growing up, I was told, stop doing that. Think. So I did. And that's where I got trapped. So, it, and it's not—it's um, not a criticism of you. It's just something that you might want to float with as well. That as you bring more elements of yourself to bear, you then become a whole thinking, feeling being, which is how we're designed. So, I trust my—I mean, part of your instincts are, yeah, there's a problem. Then you—you go jumping into your brain to rationalize that. I get that, but I, I know plenty of people that intellectually aren't that bright. 
But my God, they're good at reading situations and their instincts are so off the chart accurate because they, they're working that area very, very well. And I think if we learn to work all areas, we've got a much better chance of making progress rather than just saying, well, if you can't think, we're fucked. If you can feel, we're all right. I agree with you. Left brain, right brain, you know, that's a very valid point. And mm. I would never advocate that everybody sort of be, you know, focused on problem solving all the time and mm -hmm. and and you, you make a great point but but i would still hold that that even if we you know whatever level of right brain integration we have with our left brain mm -hmm. and i'd like to think that i've got a good degree i, I know i was digging at you but you do <laughs> <laughs> but, but if if we simply lack the metaphorical legs yeah of, of our left brain yeah. then we just can't can't go anywhere and but we, that I, can I'm be gonna... taught straight that can be taught to people and you can say True. look here's some questions yeah. that's why i did the video about questions i gave them a set of questions yeah. to ask and make your own questions up and that that really you 17 minutes can summarize and it's yeah. not to say it's got all the answers it hasn't but it's got a lot of the questions you I can agree you, you know you you can do that with people you can get them to that point because yeah. they're, they're doing this questioning process anyway but the questions are pretty dull so you know Put a bit of flavour, a bit of spice into the questions and see where it takes you. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point that it can be learned. And thank you for making that. I, I just wanted to raise the other component because sort of having the having the uh, uh, thinking skills is, is one component, but also having the inclination yeah. to ask the questions. Yeah. And this is this is like another stage lower in fundamentality. It's, yes. Do you want to know or are you happy to remain in your blissful ignorance? Well, that, you've and, nailed it with that. There's a lot of people sat there. Absolutely. And, and, and most people who are sucking at the teeth of the mainstream, uh, of the matrix, they, they are disinclined to exert any effort mm -hmm. because out here in the scary wilderness of independent thinking, yeah. you know, it, it's all very frightening and, and it's just a lot easier and there's, and it's effortless if you, if you, if you stay plugged in. That's so right. I, I think the, the, uh, the, probably the first hurdle is, is the inclination, isn't it? The actual inclination to, to yeah. even find out because your, our ability to find out is one thing, but until we get up off the sofa to, to do something, yeah. nothing will happen. No, you're right. I mean, like what, the thing with health with my mother and, and then with my with my girlfriend, if those two events hadn't happened, there's no way I'd have driven as hard into this as I had driven. But what's interesting was it wasn't an intellectual decision. It was purely emotional. It was purely feeling, I can't stand this. That's what drove the intelligence, which is interesting. Absolutely. I mean, it's that reminds me of the phrase, how much suffering do you need? I don't mean that relating to, to you and your mother, oh, right. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but for people in general, you know, it's like the frog in the pot. You, you have to turn the old thermometer up a bit before yeah. people will think, shit, what's going yeah, on? And if you turn it slow, they won't. <laughs> yeah, there's another little And that's also, back to this conversation we were having, I think they've turned the water up a little too quick for too many people. Yes. Now, that's a really interesting idea. That's something I've been thinking about. Can they get away with this? It's all, it's as though they've really pushed it out on a, a far edge of the limb and there's a bit of a gamble, isn't there? Because yeah. it could go either way. You yeah, know, which is why I'm always in favour of fucking do more. Bring it on because you'll wait more, you'll, more people go, what? And, and that's yeah. what it needs. I think one of the things I've learned to do as well is to, is to not assume that the idea I've come up with is right, but let's look at the polar opposite and see how that really float lots of ideas around. 
And the idea that actually the more they do, the more quickly and the more ridiculous it gets, the more people that, as you say, were very comfortable doing their thing. And, and please, if you're one of them and you're watching this, I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just, if, if you want some ideas, grab a hold of them, take a look at it. The, the more they do that with people, the more people are going to go, all right, this is ridiculous. What's going on? That's yeah. that's the point. I don't care how people get there, poke, prod, pulled, cooked, boiled, doesn't matter. As long as you get to the point where you ask a question, you will set yourself free. It's already hardwired in everyone. They just have yeah. to get to the point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm going to pick up on a point that you raised um, a few moments ago, um, and I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> I could get <laughs> shot down for this. <laughs> but, but we mentioned, you know, can anybody know better? And 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 I think you hinted at the idea that that maybe they don't. It's just different for everybody. But I'm going to go out on a limb, a bit of devil, devil's advocate, you could say. Right. I'm going to I'm going to venture that maybe there is such thing as knowing better. Maybe some people do know better than others, because. For example, only in the context of their own life. Well, what about in the context of a democracy and the fact that an ignorant majority can be the anchor that the millstone that pulls you and I to the bottom of the sea? Well, it can, which is why we need, um, we, we need communities if, or we need to disappear. Yeah. If, if I could do a mind meld with, with everybody in the world, for example, indulge me. I don't this think you'd survive. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be so horrified you'd go pop and then be finished. I'd, I'd be fried. But if I could, if I could impart the idea yeah. of the non-aggression principle, yes. you know, the, the basic principle upon which I'd like to think that that, that my life is guided. Yes. And I don't care what you do or anybody else does, as long as as you, you alluded to the same thing a while ago, as long as you don't make me do it, everything's cool. Talk to me about it. You might even persuade me to do it too. Yeah. But but the non-aggression principle. I think is so uh, powerful. Yeah. If everybody could be conscious of that, yeah. shall we say, um, and 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 see the the wisdom and the and the truth of it, yeah. because yeah. in the same way that you or I wouldn't want someone to say, "Oh, do me fifty press ups," you know, we wouldn't just get down and meekly go. Oh, so, you know, we, we, we don't we don't want to be told what to do. We yeah. don't want to be pushed around. And and if if we could sort of mind meld that idea to everyone then some people, in theory, would know better, would they not? <laughs> well, no, they would, but that's what these discussions are all about because you're exploring concepts and ideas in a way that hopefully people can go, actually, yeah, that kind of makes sense because their mm -hmm. system is all about force and violence, which is why you have the armed forces, you have the police force. It's all about that, Absolutely. which is why I think they keep pushing people so hard to get to breaking points so that then they can militarize everything because then they can use more forces against us. Yeah. And I, I agree 100%. And I'm, I'm going to put a caveat in there that I am much, very much in favor of non-aggression, but I'm also in favor of learning how to defend ourselves against aggressors. So there has to be some level of balance in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a pacifist. I'm, if, if someone were attacking one of my kids or my yeah. wife, I would use whatever level of force was necessary, probably yeah. be a lot yeah. of over use of force. And obviously defense is, 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 is you know, yeah. morally acceptable. It's the it's the difference between uh, you know, yeah. killing someone in, through murder or, 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 or defending yourself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, absolutely. We have to we have to do that. But yeah, so. so it sounds as though you are, are essentially optimistic, which yeah. is great. I mean, I, I love it. You know, <laughs> give me yeah. more optimism. It sounds as though you're you're coming from a place where um, 
you you know you can you can see some kind of end to this and like like you said the more they turn up the heat it, the more crazy the whole thing yeah. seems and i agree there's a greater likelihood of more people you know being well I, I, the way i view it, it's really simple i'm stood next to the boiling pan and i've got a nice refreshing drink and a ladder and saying you climb the ladder here's a cold drink and get in your way <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean it's interesting because i have a um a close friend who has been in the matrix i would say to a large degree maybe yeah. one foot slightly out every now and again yeah and uh, over the decades that we've known each other i've fed him all sorts of little snippets like you said earlier here's a jar of this if you like <laughs> and you know he he has been privy to uh, a lot of my thinking that yeah. I did, and 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 I'm just you know wittering on to a, to a friend as a sort of a sounding board, and I uh, not with any intention to change his mind or persuade, mm -hmm. and and yet I I still see him comfortably on the sofa, uh, comfortably plugged in, um, maybe not comfortably, maybe with a, a high degree of anxiety actually and depression, and and then this sort of this is this sort of feeds into another conversational tack mm. the idea of unscrewing someone's head popping an idea in and zizzing it up can for some people just result in anxiety because they think shit i don't know what to do um you know cognitive dissonance yep. uh, he says that they say that ah yep. and and so yeah this 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 experience with a a close friend has, has sort of i suppose has informed my um my thinking in mm -hmm. terms of, 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 you know, not being quite so optimistic as other people in the short term. I do think, you know, the old, how much suffering do you need theory will kick in. And even if it took us two, three or four decades of, of communist style tyranny, yeah. I'm confident yeah. that humanity would come out the other side of it yeah. eventually. Yeah. But my goodness, I hope that it doesn't come to that. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd go with that. And I'd, I'd, I'd like a little caveat as well. When I said about unscrewing people's heads and dropping ideas in, I don't do it to everybody. It's just the <laughs> no. people that want the information. Otherwise, you're right. You can cause stress and you do them a disservice and you do them harm. It's like I had someone recently say, well, you had the answer to that. Why didn't you tell me? I said, because you never asked me. Yeah. You know, it's not down to me to ram it down your throat. It's up to you to ask the question. If you ask the question, I'll give you some information. You know, someone said to me, well, you show me where all your research is then. And I said, really? All right, fair enough. There's a website there with about 340 pages on it of research leading to books with several thousand pages. Go and have a look <laughs> if you want. <laughs> They didn't, you know, the people around me, some of my friends don't know I do this. They don't know I've got a, you know, a YouTube channel. They don't know I've got a big website doing all the stuff, but it's there just for people. And I think because that allows them, you, you treat them with grace to take their own journey. But as far as you said, yeah, two to three or four decades, I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling that kind of time span, thank goodness. I think it might be faster and perhaps a little more uh, bumpy along the way. Yes, absolutely. And, and one of the factors that mitigates against that view, in my mind, is that there are there are quite a lot of intellectual people, you know, there are all these doctors, mm. the Andy Kaufmans and the yeah. Dolores Carhills and, you know, all of these people doing really great work. Yeah. Um, and yes, the censorship is happening, but it's yeah. it's relatively mild at the moment. We yeah. have to agree it's there. It's growing. But when you, when you evaluate all these factors and you think there's there's a lot of people out there that know what's going on yeah. and, and they're not being silent. And and to me, that says, well, 
the, the state would necessarily see them as a problem or the tag team, if you like, the, yeah. the, the people that control the states. It's not even about the state, is it? There's control above the state. Oh, the absolutely. State, the state's just a shit show to, you know, to keep us distracted. Cool. Absolutely. The vehicle of force, as, as, yeah. as you pointed out. But um, where was I going with that? Yeah. The 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 agenda, the, the agenda for uh, the political agenda for sort of glo globalist governance, yeah. uh, the collectivist sort of agenda which um, I think is a necessary pixel in people's dot joining in their minds to really grasp what's going on in order to in order to realistically not expect the lockdown to end this summer and everyone gets better and we all forget just, about just, it. Just pause there. I've had an interesting thought for someone. Please, please. That when you said join the dots, we've all done that as children. We have the dot books and you join the dots. Now, look, it's a rabbit. It's a carrot. Why don't you get the dots of these different things and draw out what you see. And I think that will be very revealing for people. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for interrupting you. No, good, in, good interruption. But um, where was I? Let me see what I'm recapture. And, and by the way, can I, can I do another thing? Cause I've just done something intentionally to you just to demonstrate a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talked about it the other day, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's called, it's called a pattern interrupt. Yeah, and yeah. that when someone is on a certain pattern, like playing a piece of music on a CD and yeah. you, take the seed out and you scratch it like mad and you pop it back in, it won't play the same way. Now I, I didn't actually do it intentionally to begin with, because I thought I need to get that, that point out about joining the dots, but it, it proves the point that when you do interrupt someone's thinking, however fleetingly with something else, they can't necessarily get back to the same point. And that's also something that's quite useful to learn how to do, especially with, with police and people in authority. Like I'll, I'll ask him a daft question, like how long have you been so fat? especially if they're not, yeah. or I really like your red underwear. And they go, what? Because what you're doing is you're breaking the pattern. So the conversation has to go in a different direction. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so sorry for doing that to you. It was part intentional yeah. and the second part definitely was. Very useful. I like it. And, and would that be part of NLP? Is that? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting techniques and can be used to our advantage, can't they? Works when kids are having tantrums. Yeah. I like also the idea of, uh, I'd almost welcome having a conversation with somebody like you regularly doing that to me so that I could learn to, <laughs> to, to maintain my mental training. How many guitars have you got? <laughs> um, I have got about five or six guitars. Oh, I've just done it again to you. Another little uh, tangent. <laughs> so the the proliferation of these experts yeah. um, around there that are on this, this subject, that, that know that this is a scam, that know that uh, germ theory has never been proven, virus yeah. has never been isolated, purified, identified, yeah. visualized, et cetera, et cetera. They are going to be a thorn in the side of the agenda, this globalist collectivist agenda, using governments in coordination all around the world to bring about the, the collectivist global vision yeah. and eugenics and goodness knows what else. Yeah. That, that agenda would have to recognize, my goodness, all these people are a problem and, yeah. and they need to be taken out. And of course, in, in, in Soviet Russia, uh, early part of last century, that's precisely what the Soviet, the Soviet uh, um, dictatorship did. And, you know, the gulags and all this, people were just simply removed, yeah. um, the dissidents. By the way, if people haven't done any digging on that, they really want to have a look at what happened during that time and how many millions, tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of people were brutally taken out. Absolutely. Thank you for that interjection. So, so that the, the, those who are driving and championing this agenda yeah. 
um, you know, and they probably, we don't even see their faces or hear their names, but it all comes through Klaus Schwab and, and, and the World Economic <laughs> Forum, and the, whether it's the Trilateral Commission and the, uh, you know, Event 201, yeah. all, all of these means that, that the agenda is filtered down through to us. They're going to see these thinking people, even people like you and I, to some extent, as, as sort of lower down that hierarchy, mm-hmm. as a problem. We're a thorn in the side of this agenda. Yeah. I, and I make it my business to be a thorn in the side of anti-freedom because because I am all for peace. It's, freedom not, it's, not just, it's not just a thorn in the side. You know, I think in mechanical terms, let's throw some grit in the grease. You know, let's throw a, 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 a small nothing there. Anything you can do that buggers up the machinery, even a tiny bit. And that, that's really the key, I think, to doing all this. It's to, to give people time to gradually go, hang on a sec, something's wrong. And the more we can do that, the better. But you're right, we are a thorn on the side. But when it comes down to it, who gives a fuck? This is our world. It's not their world. And they're not welcome here if they're going to carry on like that. No. So, so you, you, you make a good point there implicitly that we're not in the same place no. as the gulags uh, or the, you know, Pol Pots and Mao Tse No, because they would have already done it. It's grossly inefficient. They would have simply brought the stuff out and done it. So, but let's agree. Let, let me interject this time. Let's agree that they we're, we're coming from a position of relative political freedom, yes. and the agenda is to go to a, a situation where China's the model, and we don't have we have very very little freedom. Yes. So, so there's room for manoeuvre in 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 our current atmosphere of some freedom yes. is necessarily limited. So they have to be have to tread carefully. Yes. So, coming all the way back to this this point in a rather circuitous <laughs> ramble. <laughs> Um, is the idea that given we're a spanner in the works, given that the agenda is necessarily going to be thwarted yeah. if you and I have our way, if we keep singing from the treetops like we are and all of the other people uh, that know a lot more than we do, all these other you know learned people like Andy Kaufman, etc., they, they, in theory, for the agenda to succeed, need to be taken out. They need to be silenced. We need to be removed. And I can't see... The you know, and I think that draconian happening. I don't know about you. I, I, I struggle to see them really pulling out the stops and you know sending people off or disappearing people, maybe murdering people. Goodness knows. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to think that. But but that so 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 my point to trying to wind it up into a succinct point <laughs> is that I, I I think there's it's very difficult for this communism to succeed yeah. and, and that for me mitigates against the idea of you know 20 30 40 years of darkness yeah. uh, under tyranny and I just wanted to bat that massive ball to you and see yeah. whether you set myself up now I've been crushed by it <laughs> the um I, I think you're right but have we not been living under tyranny now for several hundred years anyway and this is just the end game well, in a way, yes, but we have this degree of political freedom, yes. and it and it was born with the creation of the United States, yes. the first and only country in the world ever constituted in freedom, yeah. where people were actually above government. Government was actually a servant. Well, it, it's still that way everywhere, but some reason people have allowed themselves to be convinced otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that anywhere. I mean, Britain has has historically. No, I'm, I'm not been, saying that it appears that way. But the, the, if you if you can stand your ground and you and you know a few things, it is possible to stay in the right order of things. But you're absolutely right. America was the the bastion, which I think is why they're working so hard to bring it to its knees. Absolutely, and and uh, you know, interesting things are going to happen with Biden at the helm over there now. Oh God! <laughs> but, 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 uh, 
but, but we have this certain amount of freedom, which was sort of uh, born in, in, in of the of the American nation, yeah, yeah. and we had a we had a fair amount of, of political freedom in England mm-hmm. as a result of all this, more so than in Europe. Yeah, and we still have a hangover of that. In, you know that we're outside of, of, of the European Union at the moment with the whole Brexit thing. Yeah. So, so we've got this certain amount of manoeuvring room where we're we're just about free enough that we can do this, we can have these conversations, we can do a lot of things that they can't in China. Mm-hmm. And, and I do agree that there's been a, a an agenda to try to enforce the Chinese model on 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 the world. I think that's that's clear to be seen. Look at Dan Andrews. Sorry. Look at Dan Andrews. I don't know about Dan Andrews. Dan Andrews, the premier of that part of Australia, Victoria, is it that he's just rolling everything out oh they, yes they get three sick people so you're going to be locked up for the rest of your life and how fucking dare you think yeah yeah and it's, so yeah it, it's interesting we've got a certain amount of political maneuvering space um mm-hmm. and so so I, I i do agree with your contention that we live under tyranny because you know i i've, I've learned that firsthand very yeah. clearly from my my own experience I'm, I'm not allowed to live on my own land according yeah. to the government mm-hmm. So I know we live under tyranny in that sense, but our manoeuvring space, I, I wonder whether it's just sufficient for us to, you know, escape the worst case scenario. Well, I think I think the door's closing. And I think, the, you know, the, the gap between you and the boat that's leaving is getting bigger. But I, mm. I just I, I know what I feel that if we if we carry on and do nothing, then absolutely we deserve everything we get. But as, as more people become aware and say, look, no. Because they have no authority. I know they say they do, and they've got the guns, and they can lock you up and all the rest of it. Well, so what? They can't control your mind, which is why they're working so hard to control it. You know, but I think you're right. that We still have some wiggle room, which is why we're all doing this, because I was saying to Tom Barnett last night, once everything is said and done, actually, it was another conversation where I was saying this as well, and the monsters are back in the cupboard, or we've simply destroyed the monsters, or however it's going to roll out, I don't know. A lot of us won't continue doing this. We'll just go back to doing our thing, which is what we want to do. We're only we're only doing this right now to try and help in that little tiny space of freedom that we have, where we can pass information to and fro until it gets taken down. And and that's the responsible thing to do, to try and build that community up, because as a community, we're strong. And that's why they want to isolate us. And we shouldn't allow ourselves to become isolated, which is what the entire model is about on their side. Yeah. yeah. And it's so so difficult for some people to resist that becoming isolated, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I've made various arrangements in, in my life where uh, I'm not <clears throat> isolated. Um, yeah. I've I've spent ten years, uh, maybe even more, getting ready for this tyranny. So yeah. so I'm I'm well prepared. But I see a lot of other people, depending on where you live, if you've got neighbours all around that can see you coming going from your front door. Oh, you know, goodness me, it must be extremely difficult to to you know maintain that necessary element of social contract con contract was that a freudian slip social contact you know we we need that don't we as human beings we need to reach out and touch and hug other people no i I agree 100 percent. i would much rather be doing this conversation sat in that room with you (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to this unreal thing where i'm looking at a digital image of you that may not even look like you i don't know how it's being altered on the way to me and vice versa yeah well, hopefully, I, I I look forward to inviting you down in your in your uh, camper van and uh, yeah. you know, come and park up in the woods. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I'll be there when we're allowed out. Well, but te- technically, yeah, I, I'm not even going to go there for people because well, you can't do that. Well, you can do what you want, and yeah, then, but you have to know how to deal with it for now. Yes, absolutely. You know, 
I'm I when people say to me what can we actually do I would always say you know take off that mask and you know do step out and I, I just declare myself exempt at the drop of a hat you know yeah. exempt from anything you know I'm exempt from that law okay it, at the moment it pertains to wearing masks in shops yeah. um, I, I declared know, it by way of notices to Boris Nadine Matt Twatcock and all the rest of it and also the idiots on the Welsh side now, they've all had notices three notices saying that you know this is what I'm going to do unless you prove otherwise. And they haven't. So, you know, I've got it all with me. It's in the car if I go around. But to be fair, when you resonate at that particular level, you don't normally get too much drama coming to you because it's not your frequency. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we have to act according to our convictions. Don't yes. we? we have to. I, I don't recognize any of the nonsense. So when I go to the supermarket, I won't wear a mask. No. And, you know, similarly with, with, all other areas in which I conduct my life, but I do recognise that that's very, very difficult for some people in some circumstances. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, pending, you know, the the degree of of, of uh, well, the population density. Basically, I mean, if you live in a in a very, very close community where there are lots of people can see what you're doing, it must be a lot harder to to stand up and and say no, I'm not accepting this. Well, it, it isn't. It isn't. Is, I think you yeah. stand out more when you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to be said for, for becoming a bit like a ninja and just manoeuvring yourself around in amongst the crowd and you won't get spotted. Yeah, that's true, too. So, I mean, in terms of freedom, this is one of the things why, you know, coming full circle back to your book and so forth and health yeah. is that with freedom, freedom to think what we want to think and to put in our mouths what we want to put in our mouths yeah. and and freedom to to find out how to be healthy and obviously what you eat has got a massive bearing on, oh, on our health it's pro probably the biggest dial I, well, it is, we, we, we start which basically we start as soil and sunlight and we go back to being that because someone said someone said to me what do you mean i said well the things that your mother consumed started out in the ground which is soil and it grew from sunlight she had animals they had the plants if it was plants yeah that was it i said and when you're dead you go back to the same thing so you want to really pay attention to what you're doing in that part of the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So um, where was I going with that? Yeah. Health and mm. the, the power to to choose what you put in your in your yeah. literally what we feed ourselves with is, is very much something we're free to do. For now. And it, it, it kind of. <laughs> now, <laughs> goodness me. Let's hope we don't end up in gulags where we're force fed. But but but, but this is why I think also why health i think is such a great start for yes. people who are in pursuit of peace freedom and abundance yeah. it's, it's a great area to flex your self-educational skills and it's a great area in which we can flex our freedom because you know nobody tells me to sit around on the couch playing computer games all yeah. day or do this or that i'm i am free in that respect that i i control my lifestyle choices yes. you know i do what I want to do. And obviously within certain parameters, everybody has to put food on the plate and, yeah. and so forth. Well, when, when you talk about food as well, it's important to note that you have brain cells around your heart, your gut and in your brain. And a lot of people that are having trouble thinking right now, it's because they've got big problems in their gut. And when they start to put that right, their mental and cognitive abilities will really start to sparkle again. Excellent. Do you, do you have any um, other insights that you've gleaned that, uh, around that sort of gut health? How, how, if I were to say to you, great, Adrian, but how do I start? What's the first thing I should do? Or give me a couple of two or three things that I should do. Would you have any pointers to help people start with a healthy gut? Uh, yeah. 
yeah, be careful what you eat. And I mean, <clears throat> basically what I would do is I would look for things that are alive. So, you know, preferably raw um, vegetables and stuff like that. Fruits, I had a lot of that. Um, drink distilled water because that's really the only thing that's going to pull the crap out of your system unless you can get clean rainwater, which is also distilled. Um, I wouldn't drink tap water. I wouldn't really drink bottled water unless I had no choice. Um, I would be eating things like sauerkraut, making my own sauerkraut, kimchi, that kind of thing, because that's got loads of good bacteria and loads of vitamin C, vitamin K. Um, and I wouldn't have any microwave food. Um, and I would be particularly careful about anything that has to have a label for me to know what it is so I can eat it and prepare it. You know, an apple looks like an apple, a carrot looks like a carrot. I know what to do with them. Uh, if it's yeah. got some big fancy label and a list of ingredients as long as my arm, I wouldn't go near it. In fact, anything man-made or man-packaged, I think is going to be a problem. Um, yeah. The other thing I would do is I would be in touch with the earth as much as I could. So earthing and grounding, I have a this on, so that's hooked into the circuit. I have a mat on my desk where my arms rest. That's also earth. I have a sheet on the bed, which is earth. So I'm probably earthing probably 17, 18 hours a day. Uh, I go barefoot all in the summer. Um, lots of breathing exercises to get lots of oxygen in you. Pay attention to pH, which is a measure of your voltage. Um, any root canal filled teeth, ditch them out, which is a much bigger list than you asked for, and I could ramble on, so I'll shut up. Yeah. Well, that's a good point to to mention, you know, your website <clears throat> uh, and the book, indeed. The, yeah. the web, website's called the same as the book, isn't it? Alternativeprinciplesforhealth.co.uk? No, right? dot .info. Dot .info, I beg your pardon. Yeah. And it's, it's basically what went on there. There are I, At one point when all this kicked off and I decided, you know what, I can't stand this because people are going to get terrified. So I dumped everything in that site. And it, it, in, in many ways, it became toxic for the site because it wasn't just about health anymore. It was about other things as well as health. So recently I split that off to fortheloveoftruth.co.uk, which has the health and everything else on it, whereas the alternative principles for health.info purely has that. And the book, as you remember from what I said before, it's not a book for anyone else. It's my notes to me, but people seem to enjoy reading it. Um, and on there, there's a, a an audio of me reading the the inner cover, the description, sorry, the dedication and the uh, introduction. And that will give you a deeper look at me. And some of you will walk away when you listen to that because it sounds strange. But for those of you that resonate with, then the book might also resonate with you. Uh, I also started to do private consultations to do with health with people if they reach out to me and they are at a place where they really want to do something, then I'll certainly work with them and help them with that. But yeah, the website's a good place to go for that. And you can sign up for a weekly newsletter, which literally is me just giving you any new information I may have put on the blog or a video relating to health, just in case you don't get notifications elsewhere from it. Wicked. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that sounds like a, a good good mention for everyone. That's a great resource and uh, and a, a good place to sort of underline this importance uh, of health. And, and I, I would recommend um, any listeners, viewers to maybe uh, pick up the uh, the mantle of, of pursuing and ensuring your own health yeah. and optimal longevity yeah. because it, it really does dovetail so beautifully with the pursuit of freedom yeah. um well, truth. learn about the plants i mean that's one thing i'm studying right now is the plants all of the medicines used to come from the plants and all of the plants still provide all the medicines that we need so yeah. become familiar with the plants learn how to grow some stuff yourself it's not difficult yeah. Learn how to. I've only started doing that recently, but learn those things because if you'll do those things, then this thing that has a grip on you, the system, all of a sudden, one of the fingers pops off and another finger. And as soon as you start to release a couple of the shackles, the whole thing becomes very weak and it can't hold you. So 
health and food are the two pivotal areas, I think, for people to look at. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, on that note, I, I have to, I, an interview I did with Natasha Campbell McBride last year springs to mind. And um, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of her work, particularly with regards to gut health, as mm. you were talking about earlier. But she has a view on uh, uh, foods where she sees plant foods as all of the medicines mm -hmm. and the detox and, and, you know, many sorts of remedies available through plants. Mm. But she considers the animal fats and the animal foods as the sort of building blocks for the body mm -hmm. and uh, the higher density of, of, of calorific energy and stuff in yeah. fats. The, the proteins, the essential amino acids. Yeah, provided the animals haven't been tortured and abused on their way through, otherwise you'll be taking all that in. Absolutely. So so, so fundamentally, she divides foods into these two groups, mm -hmm. um, plant foods and animal foods. Um, and she challenges, and indeed, I, I'm, I'm not convinced by the vegetarian model. She, she uh, su suggests that a lot of people do well on, on vegetarian, vegan initially because they're taking the medicine plants you know which which can be great and it's great cleansing yeah in the long term she advocates and and others advocate that that the animal fats are and, and foods are also necessary and there's a massive caveat in there because you know i'm sure you could launch into something about this but the the modern animal food industry is horrific and yeah, you just know, go and look up a film food incorporated food inc and have a watch of that yeah there's a good few documentaries yeah. uh, a, a, a friend of mine sent me a link to uh, well, a list of several documentaries yeah. that are, that are pro-vegan pro-vegetarian well I, I was vegan for 20 23 years i think and it yeah. was only then that i started to really look into it and say well is this supportive of me or do you need to now start to add a few things in and yeah. so i added in raw milk because we have a dairy nearby that supplies that i added in eggs and raw cheese Mm. And, and I, that's as far as I go with the animal products. But that certainly yeah. was beneficial and helpful for me. But everyone needs to find the way. But you're right. Sometimes just taking the medicine plants, even for a long period of time, is extremely useful. And yeah. I think I'm still probably about 90% plant-based. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're on a small holding here. We have uh, pigs, chickens, and geese, and we're going to get some goats. Um, yeah. And And animal welfare is really important because a lot of people don't realize that if an animal is stressed at its time of slaughter of course it's you know we release cortisol adrenaline yeah. and all of these other um hormones so do animals yeah and, um, and the energetic and impact on every cell as well because that information field stays there yeah and and the last thing i want to do is to uh, you know consume any animal that's that's you know been in a state of terror during yeah. its last last um you know moments or, or hours yeah. so so there's a massive caveat with with animal foods they yeah. really need to be sourced properly um so you know i didn't want to let that one slip by but i i do think that they're a, they're an important part of, of the rebuilding mm -hmm. of, of the body mm. but anyway I, I'm aware of time and uh, don't want to keep you too long here, Adrian, but um, look, what a fantastic conversation. I could actually talk to you probably all day. Actually, <laughs> Likewise. Well, we had a nice chat on the phone the other day that suddenly became an hour and a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we can make, we can do this again at some stage. It, it, yeah. it would be a great pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, let's watch the world as we've commented on today. Um, let's watch and see what happens, shall well, we? Mate? I'd go uh, further than that. I wouldn't necessarily watch it. I don't pay much attention to what goes on. I busy myself with where do I want this to go in my life? What is it that I want to see? What is it that I want to experience? And I build that in my imagination because I don't want to be a passenger on someone else's boat, lest it takes me to a port I don't want to go to.
So I, I do encourage people to think about what you want and to think for yourself and to work out that and talk to other people and share information and, and really start to do that and you will empower yourselves. Yes. Fantastic. Well, marvellous message. Lee, you've told us uh, your website, haven't you? Is there anything we've forgotten? You, uh, the uh, Alternative Health Principles. Um, Alternative Principles for Health.info and for the love of truth.co.uk. Um, that's where you'll find all the other stuff, all the stuff on vaccines, germ theory, suverain, common law. And, um, it's just, there's just ridiculous amounts of information on there. My, <laughs> when I was migrating, I know the guy that owns the hosting company, and he said, well, just use a plug-in. I went, it won't work. He said, of course it works. It can allow you to move up to 128 megs of data. And I went, yeah, it won't work. He said, well, how much information is in your in your directories there and how much is in the, you know, in the database files? And I went, four gig? <laughs> and he went, What? And I went, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there right now. It's going to take a while. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's a fantastic resource. And, of course, your YouTube channel, which there'll be a link to. Yeah, um, which actually, again, there'll be on the website, there's a link to the other channels because I took 160 videos off YouTube uh, when they gave me a strike, which I'm now down to zero strikes now, I think. Excellent. Um, but I, I took them off and I placed the more contentious ones elsewhere. Excellent. Well, what other platforms are you on? Uh, BitChute, Library, and Brighton. Right, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I keep getting um, videos taken down retrospectively as well. I must go back and do what you you, you said because you mentioned that to me a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh... Well, they, they pulled 17. I got a strike and then I got another strike. And one of the strikes they gave me was for putting up a video saying I just had a strike. <laughs> and I thought, oh, OK, well, that's naughty of me. Slap wrist. <laughs> I learned not to do that from watching your video, I yeah. think. Or, or was it you telling me about that? Anyway. So, but basically, yeah, pull, pull the stuff down. If you want to keep because my, my view is you want to keep the interaction going with the people. Right, yeah. so we can be as flexible as we want. It's their system. We're we're messing in an area that we really shouldn't be messing with because we're we're a fly in the ointment. We're a boil on the skin, yeah. you know. And so we've got to be a little cautious how we approach it. But at the same time, if we do it right, Nigel, like I said before, be flexible, be unpredictable, unpredictable. do all sorts of crazy shit like the pattern interrupts and the stuff I showed you. If you learn how to do stuff like that, this becomes a really it's fun's not the right word. It can have some amusement in amongst all the serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Adrian. And thank Likewise, you everybody for listening. It. Thank you everybody for listening and for, for watching. Um, do check out the website, lawfulrebel.com. There's stacks more on there. All the uh, show notes will be uh, linked on the blog page associated with this podcast. So do check that out as well. And thank you so much, Adrian, for sharing your perspective and everything today. And hopefully we can talk to you again very yeah, soon. Well, like, likewise, mate. And, and I've said this to a few other people. Please keep doing what you do. You don't have many views right now, and I know why that is. It's because you are hitting way too close to the mark. Keep at it because the world needs it. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. All right. Excellent. Nice one. Blessings, brother. Take care, mate. And you. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah. Bye.